Hello and welcome to this edition of Chamber Chatter. My name is Tammy Simon and I'm the Tourism Manager for the Menominee Area Chamber and Visitor Center. And this week we are happy to be sitting down and talking with Brad Wozniak. Um, Brad is has been a longtime chamber member with the Wozniak Mosler Group, um, but Today, we're going to ignore all of his chamber work, which has been fantastic and has been going on for decades, right? Um, and we're going to talk about the Lions Club. Welcome. Awesome. Thank you. We, um, so as part of tourism in Menominee, um, we regularly market what the Lions Club does. So I kind of want to talk about the Lions Club, answer some questions about what it is, what you do, um, talk about their philanthropic arms, because I know that they do a lot for the community. So um, let's get right into it. What What are... Tell me about the Lions Club and what the purpose is. So Lions Club uh, was actually created in 1917, so they're over 100 years old. And uh, and it started even, our charge became in 1946 with uh, Helen Keller kind of challenged us to be the Knights of the Blind and Knights of Sight. Oh. That's evolved into a lot of other areas uh, that actually now do affect tourism with our local club. We'll talk about that, I'm sure, during our time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been pretty exciting just to see that focus and also that drive. Uh, and it really has become a worldwide organization in 200 different countries. Um, we have over a million members. Our local club is over 100 members. It's one of the largest in Wisconsin. It's pretty exciting to see what we can do with that kind of capacity and that kind of volunteer work and the impact we can make on the community. And that's the most exciting thing. Our key motto is really, what you, if you talk to any lion, they really, it just epitomizes how they feel about it. My passion, their passion, which is we serve. So oh, okay. it can be different things. It can be the athletic club coming to us asking for help with a new facility. It can be, uh, a, for example, we do an uh, organization called Heavenly Peace, Sleep in Heavenly Peace, which is beds for kids that can't afford it. Sounds like that shouldn't be an issue. Mm-hmm. So it's not just work for the blind. There's also a lot of work for diabetes. Uh, but the members truly embrace that we serve and embrace the, embrace the Knights of Sight. At the same time, embrace all the other things that a community needs that service organizations like Lions Club, Rotary, et cetera, can step up and do for a community. I think I think many people who are listening and many people in the area would be surprised to hear everything that the Lions Club does. And honestly, I didn't know many of those things until I attended a meeting earlier this year. And um, as as part of the tourism position, I did a presentation for the club and it was, <clears throat> it was pretty eye-opening for me um, just to see the volume of people there. First of all, they care. There's that many people in one room that care. And then the things that they can do, like you said, that the collective effort, how they can make a, an impact in the community is pretty impressive. So, you know, and then re- as it relates to tourism, for example, we just hosted in about every 10 years we apply and usually get it because we are committed to helping the state do it. But we just hosted the state bowling tournament and James Erickson and Ed Hankey just do a terrific job putting that on. I'm not involved in it at all because I've got another event going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. And they just take care of it. It's run really well. Members come from all over the state. They stay they play, they have a good time, they really involve themselves in the Menominee community, and it's another great opportunity that people don't think. The game park's another one mm-hmm. that a lot of people notice because they see it on the you know freeway as they right. drive by it, hey, I'm going to stop back there. But the visitors there, it's just been awesome to see. I mean, you've got everything from buffalo, elk to white-tailed deer. We have a whole bunch of geese. Some of them are not mm-hmm. invited. You know, they just <laughs> kind of flew in. We couldn't stop them. But uh, the game park's an awesome. It's got a nature trail there. Ted Wee, he was one of the initial founders of that. It was a passion to him. 
and uh, Ted is just an amazing man and uh, passed away years back, but Colin Thatcher was one that's taken that over. Mm-hmm. And even just, you know, the decking, you'd think it wouldn't be much, but, you know, putting decking through the swamp area, right. it, has, it takes money, but it also takes lots of work. And right. that's one of the things that this club has always impressed me. The work nights are amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go down there and you see this collective effort. It's sort of like watching an army of volunteers. And it's organized, it's purposeful, but we still have fun while we're doing it. Right. And uh, But that that game park, the nature trail, uh, uh, we built a pavilion there. All those things that the community uses and benefits from and others coming into town really help make it a good destination. At the same time, it's still that nat- that little community uh, mm-hmm. aspect that's so important. It's a great destination for us who still live in the area. Great I, point, I, yeah. We probably are there 10 or 12 times a year, whether it's to take a hike through the woods or take the kid to see the animals or something like that. Um, let's talk a little bit more about that game park because we do really concentrate on it a lot when we um, do marketing for the area. So we have bison there, we have white-tailed deer, and we have elk, and then we have all the other birds who come uninvited or or invited sometimes too. Um, if I remember right, so in 2016 is when they did the rehab of that um, trail through the, the swamp, but it's an educational piece too, right? There's trees that are identified. The, the walk takes about 20 to 30 minutes to have the guided walk through the whole park. Um, everyone asks, who takes care of the animals? So uh, we have a chairman. Uh, and that's processed through the years. There's been some great members that have just made that their focus. And mm-hmm. it's a lot, though, because you get the calls. Uh, we have everything from, you know, they don't really want the bison on the freeway for some reason. Yeah. Uh, but uh, when things like that, fencing, et cetera, yeah, we get a lot of those kind of questions. And there's just a lot of maintenance that's needed on a regular basis, and they mm-hmm. keep track of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, we have two. We have an event in the spring where it's a work night, and we usually have at least one. And that's where all of the members go, and we can delegate. We need work on this part. The Nature Trail in particular used to be woodshed. Right. And, which worked most of the time, but during wet seasons, it was difficult. So the docking was to kind of allow it to be above and beyond that. So, and it's more accessible for everybody, mm-hmm. safer, um, but it would really has helped just upgrade the experience. But you're right. There's a bunch of stations. You can see different trees. You can see different, you know, wildlife that you may see. And it's around kind of a wetland area. Mm-hmm. So it's this nice, comfortable walk. Not a lot of up and downs that people can just kind of enjoy and have a good time with their families. And it leads them around also the game park so they can actually go in and then see the deer and then they can see the bison. And um, there's a big pond there where all the geese are typically. So we talked about how diabetes relates to sight. Can you tell me a little bit about what the club does um, as far as sight is concerned? So one of the things we did in the past was we had a mission to Mexico and we'd actually collect eyeglasses. There's uh, eyeglass receptacles around town and people would drop off their old used eyeglasses that they're not using anymore or someone had passed. And then we'd we'd categorize those, take them down to Mission to Mexico. And it was awesome to hear the stories from the Lions members that would go down there. And mm-hmm. it's even some people 40, 50, 60 years old that had not seen correctly their entire oh, wow. life right. would put on glasses because they'd do a test and then they'd fit the glasses, they'd be categorized. And they would literally cry because they can finally see their kids for the first time or right. sunset the right way. And it was just a great experience to say, since COVID, everything, a lot of those trips have gotten more difficult, um, mm-hmm. but that's been a key project. But then we actually purchased a lensometer now mm-hmm. yeah, that will categorize them. And then we do a lot of work in the schools where we can actually go in and do some awareness. And you know, a lot of things can be detected by right. doing kind of an eye exam. And, you know, we're not professionals, we're not doing it, but we can at least identify, hey, you may want to at least go get this checked out. Right. So it also has a local impact. The international impact was really cool and those stories are awesome but on a local level that's what we're doing and then we obviously support the state and the international in the 
international kind of campaigns that they have with our dollars, pray to check dollars, et cetera, that we support those causes. Okay. Um, I had heard many times about the, the program of the Lions going into the school and testing site. And I, I always thought that was a great program and would be really cool to kind of participate in and get involved in it. Well, it's point, a non-threatening so. way for those kids to kind of get, uh, it's, you know, it's intimidating and mm-hmm. you want to be told you have bad eyes, but it right. literally is something where they can go in and at least see something that they may not have gone to a professional and gotten an eye exam. They can mm-hmm. then go and pursue that on their own time uh, and volunteer work doing it. You know, mm-hmm. the, the challenge is that machine is very expensive. Right. And so it was going around through the district for a while. Finally, we just purchased it because we have that capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just really great to see the volunteers then take that and give their time. And it just helps these kids get a pathway to at least identifying something early before it becomes a problem later. Right. Again, true community impact from a group of volunteers. We love to see that. Really and that's cool. what really lifts up a community. So um, let's talk about um, the we have some holiday celebrations that I know the Lions Club participates in and um, one that I know happens in this time frame is that Easter egg hunt at, at Wakanda Park but what else do you guys do during the during the holiday season? Yeah, so if I may talk about the Easter egg hunt you sure if, can. if you've ever seen it so uh, mm-hmm. it starts early on Friday um, they actually put they used to, we used to do actual more eggs but they actually put the plastic eggs together and that's a lot of them and it's dozens and dozens and dozens and it's a lot of work because right. some of them have candy in them some of them have coins mm-hmm. and then there's other prizes that they can win so a lot of work goes into just the preparing but it's amazing how quickly and it's really neat to see if you haven't <laughs> seen it from a like a drone is all of these kids go out and literally scarf up what took hours to put together and mm-hmm. put out onto <laughs> a baseball field for example down at Wakanda and literally within minutes and we have to keep the parents at bay they're actually the biggest crowd <laughs> control is the problem the kids mm-hmm. are so fu- fun to watch but they literally will scarf this up I wish I could hire them to do work at home because they take all of these and they collect it and so these hours of work by these Lions members gets really appreciated. These kids are so excited. We have to you know, kind of hold them, hold them back in these different age groups, right? So right. they don't trample each other. And it's just awesome to see. And they're so excited. And they mm-hmm. open it up and they get candy, which they're happy, or they get a coin, which they're happy. But all that work is done in less than a minute. Right. I mean, it's really just impressive to watch. So that's a really neat event this time of year. And it's just really nice to have, but it's a Saturday morning. But it, it, all the preparation, it literally is over very quickly. Right. Um, the Sleep in Heavenly Peace is one. But then also, too, you mentioned in regard to the late or the Christmas, call in they can actually talk in and they man the phones or lines members man the phones and so they can you know call in they can talk to their parents first but they mm-hmm. get to have a conversation with santa and tell them what they want i think that's cool it just is really cool and it really just it if you take a, a lot of what we do what we give we get back 10 times but it's just so great to kind of see the excitement level and it's just you know there's different numbers for them to call and different groups of people are taking the calls and it's mm-hmm. really been a great deal uh lion wendy uh, wold does a terrific job organizing that project right and and really just putting that element of magic in the Christmas season. I mean, it's a, it's a fun time for kids. And yeah, I've, I've known Wendy worked on that for a long time. So it's something that's been in the process for years. And yeah. And then we collect toys, you know, and do uh, those types of things and par- non-perishable goods and a variety of different things, which is really, it's just great to see because the support from the community, support from the members, but uh, it's even again, just great to get to give back on what it actually matters to people. We're talking about giving back. Mm-hmm. Obviously the Lions Club does a ton of that. Tell me about scholarships. You have scholarships available, correct? Yeah, and uh, interesting. Dave Kreutzer, a uh, mm-hmm. past uh, member and has passed, but uh, was instrumental in being very active on providing scholarships. And uh, they can be, you know, $750,000, et cetera. But it's exciting to see the number that we give, not just to the Menominee 
school system, but to their mm-hmm. surrounding communities. Okay. We've done very good to try to outreach to the, the surrounding communities in Dunn County to say that they're eligible. And they write a little piece, kind of doing an application, and it's really great to see because any, any dollar helps, especially mm-hmm. with the cost of education. But when they receive this, I went to a couple of the awards presentations, and I've seen part of the grants, you know, work that's done. But it's just great to see these kids getting recognized, you know, and it's it's not even needs-based, just really what they're looking to do and kind of how active they are. And we like to encourage the volunteer spirit, you mm-hmm. know, so to speak, so that application goes through that and the committee looks at that and makes those, those decisions. Um, but that number, I believe, is somewhere between seven to 12,000 a year that we're doing wow. in, back into the community for education. And it's, it, you could argue, is it Knights of the Blind? You know, is it mm-hmm. to work with the diabetes? It's different than that. It's more of the extension of what mm-hmm. we become, which is just being a good community member. Right. And it's just great to see that. And it really also gets those kids exposed to what is Lions Club? You know, mm-hmm. I didn't even know about that. And mm-hmm. so uh, it's really great. It's really been fun to watch. Well, I think it's really important to expose kids to that act of volunteerism. So we do it through, you know, your your Christmas programs and your Easter egg hunt and you do it through your, your Lions game park and you do it through your scholarships. And so um, it's really, Lions Club is not just an organization, uh, you know, a, a membership organization here in town. It really plays an important role for the positive life impacts that we have on our kids and even adults in this area. So um, definitely valuable to us. We know that for sure. Um, let's let's go to this. How do you pay for all that? So um, yeah, manna doesn't come from heaven all the time. So mm-hmm. there's things that we've done and, and I give a lot of credit to some really smart people in the club. Uh, Mario Sandberg, Todd Sins, Mary Big. I mean, it's just, it's neat to see people look at giving back their time, you know, mm-hmm. for someone um, that he has a need, you know, and maybe less fortunate, you know, than ourselves. Right. So they not only give their time, but their talents. And so when you look at it, we've evolved. So we used to do a light bulb sale, took one or two nights of the club. It was great. It was fun to go out, have our vest and do all that, which is great. But the impact by our invested just wasn't quite as much as if you run a fundraising banquet like the checkered flag banquet mm-hmm. or car on the ice or those types of things we can talk about those in details right but but the important part of that is to truly leverage the volunteer time mm-hmm. because you only have so much time in your day and if you're choosing to take it away from your family and give it to our club or give it to the community it's our role as leaders to try to make sure that that's impactful maximizes the time so when we look at these events it's really fun to see smart business people Mm-hmm. take that and say, how do we leverage that to the biggest impact, which is dollars, because dollars make the difference in the end. Right. So one of our largest fundraisers mm-hmm. is a checkered flag banquet, which was mm-hmm. simply just monitor or basically mimicked after the Ducks Unlimited, Pheasants Forever, mm-hmm. a banquet where you give it started with racing theme. It's evolved into a lot more than that. But the community support is amazing. I mean, this year we even ramped up our sponsorships and just the sponsors were amazing. Just at their level at which they support us. There's a live auction, a silent auction. The way they su- it just give and give and give, it's uh, awesome. And mm-hmm. it's a fun time. Keith Edwards is our MC, does terrific. It's amazing. The Lee Brothers do the auction, make everybody right. laugh. Everybody has a great time. And in the end, we just raise more money than we could dream of if we did 10 light bulb sales. Right. And so it's really fun to watch. But even the engineering of how to make sure that it's a profitable, effective event mm-hmm. um, and maximizes that time. Because even this year, for example, the state bowling tournament was going out at the same time that the checkered flag banquet was. So it was right. all hands on deck. But there's enough talent in the club that we could run both at the same facility without too much overlap and too much distraction. So both of those do very well, and we could actually pull that off. Some of the clubs that came even said, I can't believe you're doing both at the same time. That's the advantage of a 100-member club, a club that's been around since 1946, over 75 years. It's been great to see, uh, and passionate people that really care about it. So there's a group that took care of that, the group that took care of the checkered flag. 
But that fundraising, the car in the ice is really neat if you look at the whole concept of putting <laughs> mm-hmm. a clunker on the ice. And we've gotten better at working with the DNR. There's a cable. We pull it out. So we, we're environmentally sound. There's no, you know, like material. There's no engine. Mm-hmm. So it's not a negative impact. But it's fun to see people that nationally follow that. Because it is nationally. It's Isn't that crazy? Copied, which is great, which mm-hmm. is, I think, in a great flattery to the Menominee area. Absolutely. Um, but it's really just fun. And even that whole group that does it, we used to watch it every moment to get the exact moment. And I don't know if we just gotten older, maybe like we've gotten a little more lazy. Um, we now basically put it, you know, we look at what day it goes down, put people in a group and draw, but it has following. It's really pretty neat. You get people always asking about the tickets. And mm-hmm. I, if you don't mind, I just want to mention someone that in nope. any raffle, but Go ahead. it was, it. I, I'm in the business of marketing, but I cannot believe the unbelievable overachievement that Marshall Schaefer did through so many years mm-hmm. at selling tickets. I don't know if everyone in his family got 10 books or not, but <laughs> he asked everybody and literally $1 right. and $2 at a time, but his sales would dwarf everybody else. He would mm-hmm. nearly sell half of the tickets and you've got a hundred member club and the rest could barely t- tally up to him. It's right. It's what a, what a, what a great man he was mm-hmm. and his impact on the community by just simply, you know, interacting with the community and telling their story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't, talk about car in the ice and not talk about him it's yes it's really impressive i have a cute story about that i used to work there downtown and uh arden alexander came in one day and he said tammy i i have a goal and i was what's your goal he goes i gotta meet i gotta beat marshall this year (laughs) and he stopped back and he said i didn't beat marshall but thank you for buying the ticket so um it's it's clear that those people who are selling the tickets and who are involved in the the car on the ice so the the gist of it is you buy a raffle ticket and guess what day the car is going to fall through the ice um and I remember it happening since I was young and, and people will slow down over the bridge to see if the car is still there. And there's a regular updates on Facebook and whether the car is there and what the date might be. So um, it's a nice distraction from the late winter weather, number one. Yep. But number two, it also brings to light the job of the Lions Club and the things that they do within our community. So not only are you raising money, but you're also kind of raising awareness in that public relations and letting, just making that positive impact on what's going on here. So, And I'm in the financial business, so it mm-hmm. really is interesting. Lions Club, by its nature and its structure with a volunteer set up a local format, feeding up to the Lions International mm-hmm. uh, through the districts, but it's very efficiently run, right? So when you got mostly volunteers, you don't have a lot of what I'll call administrative drag right. on money. Right. And so when we raise money and people give us money for a raffle ticket to get a chance to win, but at the same token, we're taking that money and giving it right back to the community. Yes. And, and I give our club a lot of credit because maybe rural areas, maybe Wisconsin, whatever it may be, it can sometimes look internally only. There's a lot of great, you know, initiatives that go beyond just our community in Menominee, right? They mm-hmm. go out to the region, they go out to the state, they go out to the, you know, country and then internationally. And that is really the neat thing that's evolved with Lions overall. And you're part of this large community at the same time, our focus is here, obviously. And we try to take most everything we bring and raise here and give it right back to the community. But they're very efficient on how they do that, which is great. And mm-hmm. that's an advantage of a clearly volunteer organization, not having paid employees, that type of thing. We're able to have very low administrative costs and, and do more with less sometimes. Right, right. Um, tell me about the deer hide collection. <laughs> I've seen those around town for so many years, and I'm like, what do they do with that stuff? So instead of uh, those either just being given to wherever you process your deer or whatever, you can put them in. There's bins across the town that are labeled deer hides. It's a pretty crude process, so I don't, mm-hmm. hopefully nobody's offended by that. Yep. But basically, they can take that, and then they can actually make and leather gloves, et cetera, out of that. So we can actually raise money with that by simply collecting them, which is its own challenge if you just think it through. Right, right. I won't go into the details, <laughs> but uh, and then process that. So we can actually raise money doing something 
that would have normally not gotten anything or just gone to the processor or whatever. So right. they can bring those back and we can actually sort of recycle, so to speak, mm -hmm. and uh, make the most and harvest that situation. So it works out pretty good. It's a genius. It's a genius idea, especially in this area where, you know, almost everybody deer hunts in November. The state shuts down for deer hunting up here, right? And efficiently too, because it's not something that it doesn't have to be manned. It doesn't, you know, just literally bring them and drop them off and we'll take care of it from there. Yeah. Um, how do you become a lion? So um, it, it really it really is a very simple process. So there's mm -hmm. an application. You know, get a board approval. Um, I have been a member for 33 years. Uh, oh. We have over 100 members. I'm not sure the last person that was not let in. Okay, mm -hmm. so um, <laughs> it literally is more of a formality. At the same time, we've done a better job with orientation, which is right. in today's world, people want to know, what am I doing with my time? What? And there's a variety of different levels. There's regular member, affiliate member, privileged member, all that stuff. So mm -hmm. it can literally fit anyone who's interested in helping support us. Uh, we just did two honorary members to the uh, Lee brothers from the auction service. Oh, yep. And so that one, they don't have required to go to meetings, those types mm -hmm. of things. So, um, but you can become a member with a simple application. Usually any Lions member, if you talk to, if you see someone with a yellow vest on or just mm -hmm. know they might know Lions. Um, and then it's just come to a come to a meeting. But once you get there, we usually don't let you leave. And once you get there, it kind of gets infected. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, you you kind of get that passion for serving, and you realize everyone here is doing it for other people, right? And you want to be part of that. And so it's really a very simple process, very easy to do. Um, we go through different drives and things and that type of thing. But it's word of mouth most mo most of the time, where somebody just says, "Hey, would you consider, you know, or come to a meeting and check it out?" We have right. meetings first and third Wednesday of every month. The board meeting is on the second Wednesday. Um, it's a nice little dinner. Uh, mm -hmm. We meet at Dean and Sue's right now, which works out great. They've been a great partner to work with. Right. Uh, but it's a fun night. As you saw, there's a lot of people there, and you get a decent you know, percentage of our overall club. But it's a fun time, too. You it know? is. It is. Um, one of the things that I was very impressed with, and you've mentioned it a couple times already, is that the Menominee Club is one of the largest in the state of Wisconsin. Like, how great is that? And how lucky are we to have that right here in Menominee where we have a club who is all volunteer-based, who does the fundraising, but gives back most of that money right back into the community. So I think that we're, we're especially lucky, um, and, and we need to be grateful for having that here. It, it is a blessing to the community. It's a challenge as a club, though. At some mm -hmm. level, it's great to have the capacity, right? At another level, it's, you know, you got all these moving parts. And right. so you're going to, in any organization, right, you're going to have the very active, the less active, and then everybody in between. Uh, but leadership's been awesome. You mm -hmm. know, we've had some just great leaders through the years. There's good structure. There's enough of that. You know, the board of directors is really kind of where a lot of the work gets done, so to speak, the operational part of the club. Um, but it is an organization of over 100 members, right? So right. that it's it's more like a barge than a speedboat. You have yeah. to have some management <laughs> of it. Uh, and then there's their own challenges with that. I, I really give the club, I was president two times, but the second time I sort of challenged the club with some challenging issues. And they had differences of opinion. You know, in today's world where everybody's so separated, bifurcated, whatever right. term you want to mm -hmm. use, takes their own corners. Um, we all, we had disagreements, mm -hmm. but we could go through that. And in the end, we all decided. So, you know, not just fall in line, but we all need to support what the group decided. Right. And so there was the ability to have discourse and questions at the same time, not have division. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and that helped, that's helped the club in a variety of different ways. But it's been really neat to see because you need that. And otherwise you can get the politics of everything and, right. you know, someone's hidden agendas and and it just avoids most of that. And there's enough different activities. So if you have an interest in the game park, but don't want anything to do with asking people for money to buy a raffle ticket, you mm -hmm. can do that. Um, if you don't want to do those things, there's other things you can serve in leadership and, you know, that type right. of thing. We've been blessed with great treasurers and um, really, really awesome presidents and, you know, secretaries just because that can be a lot of work with a lot of members. Mm -hmm. right? uh, a lot of clubs struggle if you only got five, six 
people in that club. You've right. got to be president every four or five years, right? right? You know? right. And so there's <laughs> enough time to let people. And right now, the I think the unique composite, so to speak, of our club now is we've got senior members, mm-hmm. you know, that have been there a long time. Um, like myself, they're old, right? <laughs> uh, but then we've got new members that are younger and new members that might be at different stages and they provide their different impact. It, keep, impact. it keeps it fresh. Right. Um, it keeps it diverse. You know, uh, it's really been awesome to see that different occupations. You've got the trades, you've got the professionals, mm-hmm. um, you've got the farmers. It's really got a, a great balance. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're very, very lucky to have that developed that way. It can be its own challenge and problem, right? Mm-hmm. You know, just because it's a little more complicated, but that is a huge benefit to the community because we can do work projects that other people just can't do. You are absolutely right. Well, Brad, I thank you for coming. Lion Brad Wozniak, we thank you for coming on the show today and talking to us about the Lions Club and kind of how it it cooperates with tourism and how it has that impact on the community. But we do treasure our Lions Club here, and I'm so glad you spent time with us today. We serve and we're here to help the community. Thank you for your time. You bet.